you have your Bibles this morning, turn to John chapter 10 this morning. Uh, I uh, st- studied on this and got on to this and just uh, it hit me hard. And uh, I believe we need it, in the, need it in the day that we're living in with the world that's the way the world is. Uh, we really need to understand and get a hold of it in our hearts. I, I truly believe that we are living in the last days uh, I don't believe we're going to see so many days. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see another 10,000 years, or I don't think you're going to see another 20,000 years. Uh, I think it's getting ready to be wound up and get over with. Uh, the things in the Bible says that the, these things will come into pass, and we need to be preparing ourselves and getting ready for the return of the Lord. I don't know if you're ready, but I'm ready. Exactly. It wouldn't, it wouldn't upset me if it happened right now. I'd get out of this old aching body. Get me a brand new glorified one. But John chapter 10 this morning, verse number 7, let us stand. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pastors. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they might have life and that he might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is a hireling, not the sheep shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, fleeth, and the wolf catches them, and scatters them. The hireling fleeth, because he is an hireling, and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so I, the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you this morning. Lord, we just ask you to touch our hearts, lift us up, encourage us, help us to be what we need to be. Lord, I pray that we get a hold of the Word and apply it to our hearts and our lives, Lord, that we may know that we are who we are. And Father, we'll praise you and glorify you. Empty yourself and fill with your Spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You may be seated this morning. I'm interested in verse number 10. and It says, The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and destroy Jesus preached this message to these people and they didn't want to receive it. Much like the day when you preach against the sins of this world, people don't want to hear it. They don't want to deal with it. Uh, and they said he was the devil. They said he was mad. Why hear him? They don't want you. Don't listen to this man. They didn't like it because Jesus exposed their father, the devil, to them. And I say this morning, the devil is everything that I can't stand this morning. This is the devil he's talking about. Uh, and when you study the devil, the Bible calls him, the, in Genesis chapter 3, a serpent. He's a snake. I hate snakes. I, I don't like them. Not real ones, plastic ones, rubber ones, fake ones, pictures. I hate a snake. 
I've made an agreement with the snakes in my around my house. You don't come in my yard, and I won't terminate you with extreme extreme prejudice. Stay out of my yard. I, I can't stand a snake. Now I understand there's some people can grab them and just hold them. Uh-uh, not me. I, I, I hate a snake. Now, that's what the devil is. The devil is a snake this morning. I, I hate liars. God said li all liars have a part in the lake of fire this morning. Boy, that ought to get all attentions right there. Amen. Somebody that would just look at you to your face and, and lie to you and knowing that they lied to you. My grandmother used to say, you'd rather climb a tree and tell a lie than stand on the ground and tell the truth. Yeah, she was probably right. I know that we're all guilty of it. But this idea is just becoming your makeup as a liar. I know we have said things that we shouldn't have said, but to be known as a liar, that's what the devil is. You can't believe anything he says. He will lie to you about God. He will lie to you about the, the uh, eternity. He'll lie to you about your sins. He'll just tell lies about everything until you start believing him. Here he is likened to a thief. I can't stand a thief. Whew. Somebody that's so sorry they won't go out and get a job and work and get what they need. They'd rather go out and steal for something from somebody else. I cannot stand a thief. I don't know if anybody in here has ever had their house broken into and stuff stolen. I have. And if I ever catch them, pray for them. I, I don't have time for a thief. I know what it's like to have something stolen. And that's what the devil is here. He's likened to a thief. He, he, he leaves you feeling violated. He, he will take something that doesn't belong to him. And it doesn't bother him at all. I have read articles about some people that have broken into houses and people that, and they didn't really do the research on the house they broke into because if you break into my house now, there's going to be some things there that's going to greet you. My nine millimeter is going to greet you real good. Hey, don't, don't stop, but I, I know some people uh, that have, people have broken into the houses and, and they got shot. Yeah. I don't feel sorry for them. If you're in a place that you should not belong without permission, you took it upon yourself. You come to my house in the middle of the night, three o'clock in the morning, don't ring my doorbell, don't knock on my door, and I catch you in my living room, the undertaker was going to be called. I, I, I don't like thieves. You read out, and I've seen this on, out in California a lot here lately, these flash mobs. The bunch of people run into the store, no matter what kind of store, and just take everything they possibly can, grab it, and run out. 
We're living in a society that nobody is being held accountable for anything they've done and it would just seem like we get by with it, we get away with this in society today. That's why the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6 said we are put on the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil because we know the devil is going to come at you in so many ways. The devil is going to come at you to do things and you got to prepare yourself and be ready for what the devil is going to throw at you. That's why the Bible said be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion walking about, seeking whom he may devour this morning. We're not to sleep as others to sleep. He's talking about a spiritual sleep. You go to sleep spiritually, the devil will slip into your home, slip into your life, and cause uh, destruction to come in there. Don't leave your back door open for the devil because he will come in. He'll rob you of things that you don't want to be taken from you. Bible said here in the text, the thief cometh. It's not a matter if. It doesn't say if the thief cometh. It is a certain fact that the thief is coming. It's not a matter if he's going to or he's trying to, but the fact of it is he's coming. And he wants to take something out of your life. He wants to rob you of some things out of your life. Uh, Let me just say this. uh, If you're here this morning, you don't know Jesus as your Savior. He's already taken the most precious thing that you can possibly have, and that is salvation. What would it profit a man if he gained the whole world and lose his soul? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul. The thief is coming. You need to be ready. You need to be vigilant. Watching. Because he is coming. He'll be here soon. Let me give you three things real quick about this thief. That may help you out. We see the operation of the thief. Or the job of the thief. In, in verse 10. It gives us three things that the thief, uh, Satan, comes to do. The first thing, he has come to steal this morning. And he's real slick in the way he does it. I'm not saying that he will slip in and take what you got without you knowing it. I'm saying he'll come right in and you know what he's getting ready to take. He'll get what he needs. And he's going to take that's what is precious to you in your life. And he's going to try, he's going to convince you to exchange that what is precious to you into something that doesn't matter. And when you do exchange something, your purity, your honesty, all these things, when you exchange it because the devil said, hey, this looks better, this is gooder, if you just come and change it, and you change it, and you give up your purity, and then down the road you look back and say, I made a bad exchange, I made a bad deal, 
It wasn't good for me to do that. Let me just tell you, the devil's coming. Adam and Eve. That's what he done with Adam and Eve. He walked in and offered them something. He said, oh, that tree looks good over yonder. That fruit looks real good. Yeah, but God said, you know what? God really didn't know what he's saying when he said that. But you go ahead and eat of that and you'll be like God's. He took their relationship with God. He said, doesn't that tree look good? That tree sure tastes good. That tree, that tree is nice looking. God is trying to hold you back. God, God is mean to you. God, you need to get rid of God. God, God is just trying to hold you back. I promise you this. It didn't take them long to realize after they had taken other fruit, it was not worth it. It was something precious that meant to them. Uh, it was stolen from them. The, the relationship they had with God had been stolen by the serpent. There's enough of you in here sitting here this morning can say, raise your hand, testify the fact that the devil has taken things from you that you had just all of a sudden made an exchange for and you realize down the road that was, a, that was an awful exchange uh, and you can stand and testify, I wished I'd never given up. I wished I held on to it. But the devil took it from me. I, I wished I never put that drop of liquor to my lips. I, I wished I never took a smoke of that wacky tobacco. I wished I'd never done that. But you did. The devil is slick. Some of you who are sitting here has got scars in your life because of things that the devil has talked you out of. Because it looked good at the time. But can I say it's not worth it? It's not worth what I got in return, I know that. How many people in the graveyard this morning, how many people that are dead this morning because the devil stole something from them? through trickery, uh, through handing them a night of fun, a, a night of pleasure, and all of a sudden now they're dead because the devil tricked them in doing this. Amen. Wind up in some ditch somewhere for one night of a pleasure. Living the rest of their life in grief. Some of them have dropped off into hell without God. And I'm talking about the thief that will steal from you this morning. We, if you anybody know heard of the Ray Caverns? Wonderful place. If you go, you can go in there and see all these things. Do you ever know how it became known as the Ray Caverns? I read the story. I thought it was interesting. 
three guys were up on the mountain up there and they was trying to do some excavating and all that stuff and they came and found this hole and they were standing around this hole and they felt this breeze of air come up out of that hole. They said, man. So they got to digging around it, came got down in there and Lord went them down there and they said, man, this is great. But they didn't own the mountain. So what they did, they, they came out, three, all three of them got up and they got, uh, went to the person that owned the mountain and, and told them, said, you know what, that, that land up there ain't worth nothing. It ain't nothing but rocks. You can't do anything, but we really would like to buy it from you. The man really didn't know. He didn't have a lot of good sense or anything, so he, he sold them that mountain. And then they find out that all the money that they made by them caverns, people coming in and coming out. So the guy... The family took those three guys to the court and sued them because they didn't tell them the potential of what that was there. And the courts ruled in his favor, and they had to give it back to him, Little Ray Caverns. That, that's like a thief. The thief is not going to tell you what's out there. It's not going to tell you everything that's supposed to happen out there. He's going to just tell you it don't look good. It ain't right. Uh, but I, I want you to give it to me anyway. I'm going to say this with all the love I can say. How many women have given up their purity because it looked good for that one time? Amen. How many times you've taken that drink because it looked. I, I'll be honest. I can't remember when I took my first drink. I can remember when I took my last one. I can, you can, if you can remember your last one, you were good. Amen. But it's so easy somebody set something in front of you and tempt you and say, hey, take this. Well, I'm not supposed to do that. Who said you can't do that? I was 13 years old. I should have said, well, 13-year-olds ain't supposed to do that. But I was hanging out with a little older people. I wanted to be cool, and I did, and I regretted it. That's where we're living at today. Just reaching out, grab, put in front of you. The devil does that. He'll take things and put it out from you. He wants to see you destroyed. He wants to see you go down. Samson never thought it would cost him what it cost him. Never was. I mean, he, 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 he laid in the lap of Delilah. He lost his power. He watched his fellowship with God go. Because something the devil will hold out in front of you. He swapped that power out for some little trinket. What's it worth this morning? We're talking about the occupation of a thief, the job. He's a steal. He, he steals every good thing that God has ever put in your life. Male, female, young, old. You'll give him half the chance. He will take everything that God has put in your life. God has blessed you in your life. He will take it from you this morning. He's a thief. 
Then he is just kill him. He's not just satisfied to get your house. Or get something. He wants to get something to kill you. That word kill comes from the word that we use in sacrifices and the lamb. They will cut the throats of the lamb. That is why the devil is called the cutthroat. You give him half the chance. He doesn't play fair. He doesn't care about you. He will cut your spiritual throat this morning. How many Christians you've known that you know have walked with God and read the Bibles, worshiping God in the house of God, enjoyed the things of God, then let the devil come into the house and absolutely cut their throats. They don't have any desire for church anymore, have no desire for God, no desire for to read the word of God. They don't pray anymore. They don't witness no more. They have lost the desire for God because he's come to kill. He's come to destroy. He's not simply happy with taking something from you. He's not simply happy into uh, getting your spiritual throat cut. Then he wants to ruin your life. That, that word uh, means to ruin it, to, to render it useless, to totally destroy. Listen to me, this, Satan is not simply happy to take a few things out of your life, out of your family, or to kill you spiritually. Rob your home, ruin it, rip it apart. He'll walk in, he will steal, and he will kill, and he will burn your house to the ground. If you hear this morning, Satan has a a knife at your throat, he's getting ready to cut your throat, he's getting ready to take your stuff, and he's getting ready to burn your house down. He's come to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his occupation. That's what he's supposed to do. That's his job. And let me just say this. He's real good at the job that he does. And he's real slick and doing the job he does. That's why the Bible says, Be ready, put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Because we know that the thief is coming. Not might, but he is coming this morning. We see the occupation. We see the obstacle to the thief. There's something the thief has to go through if he's going to mess with you and me. Verse 7. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. Verse 11, he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd give his life for the sheep. Verse 15, Jesus said, And I lay down my life for the sheep. You say, what is the obstacle that the thief has to get through to get to the sheepfold? What, are you, what has he got to go through to keep him from ruining God's people's lives? It's not because you're some Austin, awesome Christian. When a shepherd has a, his sheep out in the wilderness, 
And he takes them out in the wilderness and lead, lead them to greener pastures, lead them to water. And at nighttime, the shepherd herds them all together, and he will start building a wall around them with bricks and stones and wood, whatever he can find. And he'll build a wall around that flock of sheep, and, and he's watching them. But he'll leave a five to six foot gate open. And he'll lay down at that gate. He's saying what he's saying is, I've got a wall of protection around him. The only way that the wolves can get in, if they walk oh, through this doorway, and I'm at the doorway, and when they come through, I'll wake up. I've got my staff. I can ward them off. They can't get to you. Jesus said, I lay my life down for you. If the thief tries to come through the sh to the sheep, he would jump up with his rod and staff that comforted the sheep. He would stand up with his staff and fight away the thief. You can be sure this morning, child of God, I'm not strong enough to keep him away. You're not strong enough to keep him away. I'm not wise enough and you're not wise enough to keep the thief at bay. But I'm glad somebody came 2,000 years ago and died on that cross. He laid his life down on that old rugged cross uh, for the sheep this morning. He died for his sheep. He gave his life for the sheep this morning. And he is protecting the sheep still this morning. I'm telling you, we're no match for the devil. But thank God I have a good shepherd. I have a guarding shepherd. Thank God I have a guiding shepherd. And when I can't see the danger, when I don't know what's around the bend, I don't know what's coming, I'm glad there's somebody that is laid across the doorway and is protecting me and guiding me. Amen. The devil can't get through him this morning. You say, preacher, what if he jumped the hedge? <laughs> I thought about that too. I, I don't believe the devil can jump what God has put up. I, I don't believe the devil can come through the wall that God has built. <laughs> I don't believe the devil can destroy the house that God has built. I don't believe the devil can tear up the church that God has built. I believe God said this is my church and the devil can just throw darts at it, but he cannot destroy it this morning. The Bible says, Whosoever the break of the hedge, the serpent shall bite. Why would you put up something then break it down so the serpent could get into it? God will pull a hedge around you and your family and protect you, but you can in your own sin and your own selfishness start tearing down the wall that God has built in. You know one of the hedges God has placed in your life? One, but I'm saying it's probably the major one. The one of the, the best hedge that God has placed in your life is the church. The local church. Amen.
I believe it with all my heart. If you serve in your local church, uh, the devil can't get to you. He can't. I mean, I'm not saying that you're not immune from whatever the devil wants to throw at you, but the devil cannot destroy you. He cannot kill you. Why? Because you're in God's house. You start getting around the preaching and teaching of the Word of God, the devil can't hang around. You start having fellowship with God's people, the devil can't stand it. He starts building hedges around you. He starts building the hedges around his people to keep you safe from the devil. I, I heard God's people say, well, I just don't think I'm going to make it. I, I mean, we had plenty of strength to go to the ball game. We got all kinds of strength to do the things we want to do, but I just don't know if I can make it to the house of God today. Uh, it's it just such a pretty day out there. The sun is shining, the birds are whistling. It's just great. I, I, I don't know if I can just make it to the house of God, but brother, you make it to the house and work every day. Football games, you make it there. You don't have a problem then. Oh, we got to go to the lake today because the lake is nice. We're going to go out there and go some fishing, the boat riding. I don't, have a pro- I don't have a problem with that. I've got the strength to do that. But Sunday morning, I can't get up and go to the house of God and fellowship with God's people. There's a problem there. You're taking down the hedge that God has put in your life to protect you from the thief this morning. Listen to me, young people. I don't know that you all know it at all. You, <laughs> I, I've, I had young kids too. Thank God they got older, but didn't do me no good. <laughs> Most kids, you don't have to ask them anything because they automatically Google themselves. They know everything. They know exactly everything. Am I right? Don't need Google. I got a teenager. I don't have to Google anything. I ask my teenager, they'll tell me. Let me just say this. It's got, oh, I want you to get a hold of this. Oh, you know, if God has given you some good Christian parents in your life, you ought to hold on. Listen to them, obey them, honor them, and say, hey, God has put them in my life. There are kids today that don't have a Christian home. There are kids today that don't have no godly influence. And I'm just telling you, if God has pushed you in a Christian home and gave you a Christian mama and a Christian daddy, you ought to honor them. Listen to what they said, because they've been down the road that you're heading down now. Amen. They've got some good advice for you if you're just willing to take it in. They want to protect you from the devil and protect you from the world, protect you from the flesh. They're trying to guard you from the scars that will leave in your life if you'll let them. We we see the job, we see the occupation of the thief, we see the obstacle of the thief. But I really want you to see this this morning. I want you to see the opposite of the thief this morning. There is somebody that is totally opposite to the thief. 
Jesus shows us the opposite in verse 10. The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and destroy. Boy, we, we know he's good at that. Jesus said, I am come that you might have the thief still. But he said, I've come that you might have. I didn't come to steal anything from you this morning. I, I come to give you something this morning. There's something I want to give you this morning. But the thief wants to take it from you this morning. Let me say, if you walked in this morning, you have been stolen from, you have been lied to. Uh, the devil is trying to rip your throat out. He's trying to tear your life down, burn your home up. Uh, I'm telling you right now, there is one this morning that says, I come to give. Uh, I'm not coming to take. Uh, I come to give you something. The thief has come to take things, but I have come to give you something this morning. And he gives good things this morning. Your life has been broken, damaged, viewing bondage. I know somebody will come and give you something the world can't give you. The world can't take it away. The giver of good gifts. He says, I can't take a heart that is broken. And make it over again. Oh, but I know a man that can. I can't take a soul that's sin sick and wash it white as snow. Oh, but I know a man that can. Some call him Savior, the Redeemer of all men. I call him Jesus, for he's my dearest friend. If you think no one loves you and your life is out of hand, oh, I know, I know a man that can. Amen. You sitting here, the thief has been trying to steal from you this morning. He's lied to you this morning. I'm glad Jesus come along and said, hey, the doorway has been blocked uh, and the, door, the devil can't get through it uh, and grab a hold of Jesus. And he stole some things from you this morning. Jesus says, I come to restore. I'm giving you back what he has taken from you. There are some people sitting in here this morning that the devil has stole sobriety from. But they're sitting in church this morning. God gave it back. There's some that God, uh, the devil has stole the purity. But they're sitting in church praising God this morning. They're clean now. There, there's some that the devil has stole their peace and joy. Man, they, now they got more peace and more joy this morning than you can shake a stick at this morning. There are those that the devil have stolen every friend they've got, but they sit in church and look around and say, look at all the friends I have. I'm talking about Jesus gives back. What the devil has stolen. The thief comes to steal. Jesus come to give. The thief comes to kill. Jesus come that you might have life. If you're dead and trespassing sins, and you can bring your uh, you bring it your life spiritually. If you're a Christian and about to lose your joy, Jesus can revive it. 
He resurrect your joy in your life. Jesus can restore the joy and salvation of this morning. Jesus wants to give you life this morning. The thief comes to destroy. Jesus wants to give you life that you might have it more abundantly. Have more abundant life in the Christian life. Jesus just doesn't give us life. He gives it more abundantly. He gives us something worth shouting about. Something worth singing about. Something worth worshiping about. He gives us something that the world cannot see. You get up on Sunday morning and start singing a song at work. Oh, how I love Jesus. They don't understand it. They can't get it. You're going through a trial and they understand they see what you're going through. They see the, the problems you're getting. They see the mountain that you're facing, the sickness that's come along you. They see all that stuff in you, but yet there you are praising God and giving God the glory, thanking God for everything in your life and thanking, praising God. And they don't understand that. They can't see that because they ain't got a hold of Him. They ever get a hold of that good shepherd? They ever get a hold of the one that died on the cross for them? If you really just get a hold of it in your life, say, hey, I want life and life more abundantly. I don't know about you this morning, but I sure hate a thief. I sure hate a liar. I dag burn sure hate a snake. I dag burn hate him. But I love my Savior. For what he's done for me, I love that. I, I love my Savior this morning. God has been too good to us. God has said, he's got his arms reached out. says, no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, whatever valley you're in right now, he says, I am there. 